New Vision is a church that places high value on Scripture. The Bible is made up of 66 books, and in this next portion, we're going to be going through a few of those books as a church family. We hope this tool encourages you and equips you to lead your life well. Thank you for joining us today. Hi, friends. Bob Landham here with you again for the second half of Proverbs 15. Today, we'll consider verses 20 through 33. Yesterday, I introduced this proverb. We looked at the contrasts of a gentle answer versus a harsh word. The contrast of turning away wrath versus stirring up anger. We can choose words that can create hurt or healing, conflict or community, brokenness or blessings. We get to choose that. Today, we continue in this proverb with another contrast, and that's the contrast between those who seek wise counsel and instruction and those who don't. Throughout the Proverbs, we're encouraged to seek wise counsel, to ask for help. Solomon introduces the Proverbs as a source of wise counsel and invites the reader from his generation all the way down to ours to acquire wisdom, hopefully and most often through wise counsel. The alternative is through hard knocks, and that is a hard way to learn anything. Here in Proverbs 15, the author reminds us multiple times in this one proverb to seek wise counsel. I mean, you're just dumb as a rock if you don't. Listen as I read Proverbs 15, verses 20 through 33. Listen for the verses or phrases that encourage us to to be about seeking wise counsel. I'm reading from the New American Standard Version. Proverbs 15, beginning with verse 20. A wise son makes a father glad, but a foolish man despises his mother. Foolishness is joy to one who lacks sense, but a person of understanding walks straight. Without consultation, plans are frustrated, but with many counselors, they succeed. A person has joy in an apt answer, and how delightful is a timely word. The path of life leads upward for the wise so that he may keep away from Sheol below. The Lord will tear down the house of the proud, but he will set the boundary of the widow. Evil plans are an abomination to the Lord, but pleasant words are pure. He who profits illicitly troubles his own house, but he who hates bribes will live. The heart of the righteous ponders how to answer, but the mouth of the wicked pours out evil things. The Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayer of the righteous. Bright eyes gladden the heart. Good news refreshes the bones. One whose ear listens to a life-giving rebuke will stay among the wise. One who neglects discipline rejects himself, but one who listens to a rebuke acquires understanding. In verse 33, the fear of the Lord is the instruction for wisdom, and before honor comes humility. Did you hear him? 
Verse 22, without consultation, plans are frustrated, but with many counselors, they succeed. Verse 28, the heart of the righteous ponders or considers how to, how to answer. You know, that's the response of one in a consulting conversation. Verse 31, one whose ear listens to a life-giving rebuke will stay among the wise. And then verse 33, one who listens to a rebuke acquires understanding. So we have verses 22, 28, 31, 32, all either directly or by implication encouraging wise counsel. And the verses between these verses remind us in contrasting couplets the outcomes of wisdom and foolishness or rebellion. And remember, this is just the second half of the proverb. Verses 5, 10, and 12 from the first half are just as clear. I mean, don't think you can do life well without wise counsel. You just can't do it. But tragically, we tend to confuse or substitute knowledge for wisdom. Aside from being dumb, that is dangerous for ourselves and those we love the most. For many years, my dad was the youngest graduate of the Emory University Medical School. He was crazy smart and extremely knowledgeable regarding the things of medicine. But his adult life reflected a tragic lack of wisdom and an unwillingness to humble himself enough to seek wise counsel. The smartest guy in the room doesn't need somebody less smart than him telling him what to do, right? Wrong. Dead wrong. Horribly wrong. And his four kids have suffered for it. And to lesser degrees, his grandkids, the third and fourth generation, right? See, it's amazing to think all the knowledge of the world is at our fingertips now. In fact, you don't even have to use your fingertips. Alexa, how wide is the Panama Canal? Boom, instant knowledge. 110 feet, by the way. We really don't need instant knowledge, though, for the things that really matter. Our marriage, our kids and their kids, being at peace with ourselves and others through the night, finding a place for regrets and a path to restoration. Instant knowledge doesn't help when we're staring wide-eyed into the dark hours of the morning. What we really need is not instant knowledge, but enduring wisdom that comes from wise counsel. I don't know that I have much to offer that you haven't already heard or read from those who are far wiser than me, but maybe by way of reminder, let me share three prime times that will help grow wisdom and affirm the pursuit of more wise counsel. The first time is time with the Lord. Well, duh, right? I mean, that's what you're trying to do right now, right? Thank you. <laughs> Just be sure you include more time for Him to speak into your life and circumstances than you spend trying to explain to the omniscient, omnipresent God of the universe what your current circumstances may be. I love what Steve Austin calls his 95-5 time. We're investing most of the time, 95% of the time maybe, to listening to God. I mean, God doesn't need a map to your house or your heart. So listen 
Listen for him as you read his word, as you reconsider a verse or a conversation or a preaching point or ministry shared with someone in need. Invest the time to listen. Ours is not a religion of rule following. Ours is a relationship with a living God who speaks to our heart. He loves that. He loves you. He wants your highest good more than you do. Finding his wisdom is not an Easter egg hunt. It's a walk on a path that will lead to his best. Another time that's likely to see wisdom grow and wise counsel to be revealed is time with others who are seeking the same thing. We're not created to live and worship and serve completely apart from others. I think that's one of the things that's been so hard about COVID world, isn't it? I mean, the separation, for some even isolation, the fracturedness of it all. We were designed for community, and that has been hard. But where wisdom and wise counsel is concerned, build your community with the wise. We just read a few days ago in Proverbs 13, those who walk with the wise become wise, but the companion of fools suffers harm. A friend of mine likes to say, you know, you lay down with dogs, you're going to get fleas. Wise people hang out with wise people who can speak wisdom and wise counsel into your life. Then a third time that you're likely to see wisdom flourish and wise counsel take root in your heart is intentional, meaningful, quiet time alone. That sounds contradictory to what I just said about community, but just as we find wise counsel in wise community, we process that counsel in quiet time alone. And that takes discipline. I mean, it's easy to hop in a truck and turn on the radio. Actually, I have to turn mine off. Our vehicles can become echo chambers to affirm worthless things. I mean, we can quote the stats of this year's Heisman Trophy winner, But we're clueless about why or how to affirm our own children in the ways of the Lord. So, three times in our week that will grow wisdom and help us apply wise counsel. Time with the Lord, time in the community of the wise, and time, quiet time, alone. We can't harvest instant wisdom like we can gather instant knowledge. There's no such thing. No such thing as instant wisdom. But we can know that our Father wants us to have it, to develop it, and to share it. And if He is for us in that journey, and we are willing to walk that path, He will cause it to grow in us for His good pleasure. Thanks again for listening, and God's blessings to you in your journey toward wisdom and wise counsel. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you tomorrow as we hop back into God's Word.